JJ as we sit here discussing what we're going to do with the Steam Deck. I wonder what mm-hmm. the Steam Deck can do. Hello. I, hello. Do you do you at all understand what the heck I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I don't <laughs> I'm not all the way sure because you kind of it's a very open-ended kind of question. Yeah. I uh I didn't full screen my screen yet. So, you know, now we'll full mm-hmm. screen my screen and you can see what the heck I'm talking about. I think I'm recording my screen desktop this time. My screen desktop is showing a stream through my webcam <laughs> of the Steam Deck screen. And my thought after we've spent all this time finding a way for you to see what I'm seeing and also for me to record it at the same time was, wait, Steam has built-in streaming on the PC. I wonder if they put it into the Steam Deck. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I would just I guess no. Yeah, yeah. But I, would, I think it, it would be a case where you could be running Steam on your PC and viewing it on your Steam Deck, mm. right? But not like streaming from the deck to the PC. I suspect that part doesn't work. Gotcha. Okay, like I'm going to do. You could have the deck act like a Steam machine or one of those little right. Steam P- Steam boxes, right? Okay. Well, I'm going to do my best to hold the Steam Deck still. Because this is the only way we could think of to get all things done with one camera instead of three cameras and a bunch of lights. And we're trying to do it during normal podcast time, of which we're running dangerously short now, thanks to, uh, you know, technical. Po- technical yeah, you know, yeah, fo- you know, folks, hey, let us know hey, how, how it hey, looks, you know. We it think- doesn't look great. I know that. And you know that. And we're just doing our best. It's fine. But like, hey, you know, let us know if you like the content. We, we're interested to see if this is stuff people are interested in, you know? Yeah. Using a Steam Deck and trying to stream it to a friend who's used, not using it. You know what I mean? It's all an uh, interesting technical challenge. Um, Michael is, uh, uh, what is he doing? He's in Vegas. Um, on assignment. I don't know. <laughs> he, he escaped from this week's podcast uh from the dungeon uh so we decided you know what we talked last week about emulators and the prevailing opinion at the end of it was hey retroarch supposedly runs on a steam deck so we thought well you know what i haven't had any time let's see if we can actually get a game running on the steam deck like a real honest to gosh emulated game on the Steam Deck. So on my PC, I have my ROMs of my Game Boy carts. We'll see okay. if we can get them working. How's that sound? All right, let's give it a try. Okay, so first things first, I think we go to this thing here and we search for what are we doing? Retro? Yeah, uh, Retro Arch should just uh, should just show up there. I think the important thing to check will be to see. Uh, Yep, that's it right there. First hit. Okay. What kind of does it list compatibility? I'm maybe not. Mm, probably in the game info tab, huh? I don't know where this is. Uh, I know this is one of those things where you can like click on it and it's like, oh hey, you know, it's on the yeah compatible list or whatever. Yeah, I don't know where that is. Interesting how dark the screen got, even though we had the uh, exposure all set and everything. Yeah, well, I mean, it's like super dark. 
It's based on how much color seems to be on the screen, right? Versus text. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this shows full controller support. Steam Deck compatibility unknown. <laughs> okay. They, they list as their things like remote play on phone, remote play on tablet, remote play on TV, remote play together. So I kind of feel like it's probably gonna work to some degree and i feel like i have seen folks using uh retroarch on their decks on the internet so we click this install button is what we're gonna do i think yeah yeah i think that's what you're gonna do so we talked about this a little bit on the podcast but retroarch is a little interesting in that it's really just a front end for a whole bunch of different emulators right the it's a it's an emulator wrapper Right, maybe is the way mm-hmm. to think of it. Sure. So this shouldn't really, take too long. I have decent internet, so yeah. It, but like, so really, the answer is like, yeah, you get all these. Uh, you get you get RetroArch right. done. But really, then what matters is you'll unlock the list of like, they Steam treats them as like content or DLCs for the game. So I I read about this a little bit actually, and it was so that they they could stop trying to multi-develop the game uh, mm-hmm. of RetroArch. RetroArch is now in its form on Steam not the same as PC. It just doesn't work the same anymore. And the way that they were having to get these cores installed was backdooring the Steam system and they thought, well, why don't we just use the Steam system and just change RetroArch and how it works. Yeah, so you got straight to the point. And so the idea is that RetroArch itself now, the like wrapper around, is not in the same format it would be if you were to go get it independently of Steam. Whereas the little individual cores, which are the actual emulators, get updated. You know, when the emulator folks push new versions of the emulators, they update that Steam DLC or whatever, and then you get the new version. Download complete. Steam, Linux, runtime, whatever. Okay. Download complete of RetroArch. Now, I don't see DLC installed. Here's the DLC tab. Yeah. Um, I don't know what any of this is here. So uh, It's upside down, so it's hard for me to read. But these Chronos, are the cores. PCSX. So, you know, these are all different emulators, right? And so you have to pick the to emulate the thing you want to do. So what games are we going to attempt to get running here? I think we're trying to do whatever ROMs I have for the GBA, since that would be completely illegal. Because, or Not the GBA, sorry, the Game Boy Color, because those are legal ROMs from the ones that I have in my yeah, drawer so here that I have made the- with the, uh, what is it, the, the Game Boy Reader thing from Epilogue. Okay. Yeah, so these are... These are ROMs of games that you own and created mm-hmm. yourself. Yep. So prob- I don't know the names of all of them. Uh, I'm guessing Same Boy is a Game Boy emulator. So MGBA um, is probably also one. But it might be Game Boy Advance only. Let's see if it has descriptions in here. Yeah, if you click on them, they all should, of course. Uh, wow, it just keeps going. Oh, here we go. Fast, accurate for one of the most popular, well-loved handheld consoles. Completely compatible with 8-bit and 16-bit. 
I don't know if they'll actually legally be allowed to say the name. Yeah, almost certainly they will not. I think uh, this so will work I have, because I believe I have, this is what runs in the background of the epilogue one that I have. So I'm going to download this. Interesting. Yeah. So, like, this is... Where are you know, we? I mean, what? We're in RetroArch now. Yes, this is RetroArch. Well, oh, okay. This was, I was confused. It looked like a setting menu. Yeah, it, because that's all RetroArch is. There isn't anything else. Interesting. Like, okay, well, I, well I, this completely took me back. It looks like a Steam menu. Yeah, so, like, their thing is it just looks like a, uh, you know, emulator for, like, it's just a menu of emulators, effectively, right? Oh, okay. So, you have to, uh, you know, all of these things, if you were paying attention to the page, they call them cores. Okay. Right? So, you're going to want to load a core, and then we have to configure the various cores oh. within we're, themselves. We're also going to have to figure again, out how to do the ROM part as well. Yes. Huh. Okay. Again, hmm. this is all stuff where, like, they're not going to help you with that. Uh, as I said, there's a lot of digging through menus. Uh, we talked about that on the, the previous podcast. Mm-hmm. Here are the menus. Here we go. Um, so you know, let's so see some... if it actually installed the core. No entries to display. Uh, maybe try loading it first. Load a core. Interesting. M- Is that what we just tried to load? MGBA? Uh, yes. Or wait, no, no, no. Did you did you get MGBA or did you get the um, MGBA? The... Not same boy. Okay. Yeah. But that didn't do anything. But I mean, well, but I mean, it looks like there's a whole bunch of them here, right? Install or restore a core. No, I, I suspect it's installed, right? So, uh, go. Sorry, I'm just clicking stuff. Yep. Okay, we're back on the main screen. So, so did you load that core when you clicked on it? It did not do anything that I could tell. Oh, okay. it says so, at the bottom that it's loaded. Yes. Okay. Down good. here. That's what I, I see. For. Okay. Uh, at the very bottom, I don't. Do I need to change the exposure for you to be able to read that? Uh, I just didn't know to where to look because I'm looking at, at a thing upside down. At the very bottom, 1.13 MGBA. Okay, yeah, I can see that a little bit in the corner there. Okay. Um, and so then you want to go to load content, I believe. Okay. And now it, this is where you're going to load the thing for the emulator to play. Oh. Oh, no. Okay. Hmm. How are we going to figure this out? Where are we going to put this stuff? I, How do we get that know, here? That's the question. So I think the answer is you need to either put it on an SD card, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Like, how can you get files onto your Steam Deck outside of this interface? I have or a outside micro SD of the card. Steam, Steam interface, right? So I have a micro SD card. I think that's probably the ticket. Because you can see here there's like, you know, slash mount, slash slash home slash deck you know stuff like yep. this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so and i suspect that those are just like you know, open a file browser here and it would let you just browse the files on this card that didn't seem to open what we thought it would open 
<laughs> that opens settings. Are you hmm. sure you hit file browser there? Uh, yeah, here we go. Oh, nope, that's not file browser. No. This is file browser. I think it's huh. a settings menu for file browser. Okay, got you. You hit one before. Slash? Was it slash? Yeah, mm-hmm. slash is the top directory of the OS. Yeah, I wonder if it's reading um, the OS or this, the, 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 um, I wonder if this is, I wonder where the, yeah. I mean, this SD is Linux, card is. so the SD card is going to be in, uh, depending on how it works, probably slash MNT for mount. Okay. No items. Uh, we could drill down. We could drill down from slash uh, to find it if we want. Okay. Uh, slash mount. No items. So th- we're in slash now. And you're teaching me Linux yeah. as we go here because I am not. Yeah. yeah, I'm looking for it. So these are look like, you know, this is like your home Linux home directory there. Uh, it should be the the card should show up in mount. Um, well, we know the card's working because RetroArch is running and I installed RetroArch on the SD card. Where did it install it? Good question. I have no idea. <laughs> okay. We, um, we can look maybe uh, in the Steam settings, you think? Or hold on, go back into that that uh, browser menu where we were. There were some directories listed out at the top there. Start Home download deck. playlist. Okay, so I mean, like you can see at the top there, there's like a when you hit downloads, scrolling across the top here is a uh, address. You know. So run okay. media so, blah 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 blah. Uh, and apps. then it goes to a specific downloads for RetroArch. Right. So this is like where it's looking right currently. Mm-hmm. But what we're configuring here, you know, you pick some other folder and tell it, hey, look here. And then it will just look there. Right. Or we find a way to get it into RetroArch's downloads. Right. Well, what I mean is you figure out where that once you get the files onto this, you yeah. just figure out where that is, and you point RetroArch to this folder and say, look here, and it will populate them. Okay. Um, the real question, so we've got, select which content to run is manage, oh, uninstall or install cores distributed through Steam. No entries for some reason, even though we have MGBA installed. System information. Uh, database manager. Yeah, so this is uh, RetroArch has connections to a bunch of different databases. Okay. Where you can have it pull in information about the games. Once it detects a game, it will pull in all sorts of like extra information about the game, box from, art from like, these databases. From, from these databases, yeah. And you can configure them to say, oh, I like this one. I don't like this one. I like this sort of information. I don't like that sort of information. Oh, interesting. Okay, so that's not related to what we're doing now. Nope. Um, this is fun, dude. This is this is the tinkery stuff that is kind of interesting, you know. And you know, there's a reason everyone says that this thing is is the the greatest is that it has a billion options. Like, okay, 
as as you can see, there are yeah. so many different things here that you could fiddle with. But what we're doing right now is one of the main reasons that I've sat back for so many years and just been like, I don't want to deal with emulation because just sitting here being like, okay, we've got the thing that is the emulator good to go. Now, where do we put the stuff and how do we get it there? You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, like looking on the side here, right? You're in the settings menu or is this the main menu? This is the right main now? menu. I can go down to settings here. You know, so here you can do stuff like configure the various, uh, like your input devices and all this stuff. It should work, I would think, uh, out of the box with Steam. You know, configure your controller, configure your save folders, you know, configure all sorts of things of that nature if you feel you need them. Frame rate changes, you want to do oh. additional. Um... Oh, this is that same file browser menu. Mm-hmm. You know, if you want to apply additional effects to games, run them at higher frame rates or things like that, there are places in there where you can do sources, stuff like this. Sure. Achievements? Uh, you can use, yeah, you can have it load up retro achievements. How do you do uh, that? Are, uh, turn this on. Whoa. Yeah, so they're, you know, they're not going to pop as real uh, Steam achievements. because Oh, it, have it sends my data out to another website. To a website. Right, there's a website called Retro Achievements or probably a bunch of websites like that. You can input your credentials here and it will upload them to that website and people have created web uh, achievements for these old games and they'll pop up in-game like like a little achievement icon in the corner saying, oh, you did whatever. Oh. Well, we'll turn that back off for now since I don't have uh, one of those accounts. It's a super cool thing. Um, I finally did get it working one time with a game I played, um, but it's it's cool. But yeah, it's one of those things where like, and then you have to pick like which achievement list. And so then you're like, oh, did like this person set up a bunch of insane achievements? Like, <laughs> no, <laughs> I just want the one that says you played the story, you know, like, oh, here we go. Yeah. Yeah. So like there's these uh, built in directories where it looks for stuff all the time. Right. So it's, you know, system BIOS, you probably don't want to touch. And so, you know, like it says dynamic backgrounds, you can change where. You can change the like look of this menu. You can change where everything is installed, right? That's what it's giving you access to here. You can change all sorts of uh, things about how the like wrapper looks, as well as how the actual like emulator looks when it starts playing, as well as then you know the different files and things related to the game itself. Um, it really, really gives you you know you want to enable cheats down there at the bottom. You can give it a file that lists all the kinds of cheats, and it can apply them automatically. This is insane. You want to turn on scan lines. You can do that through video filters. You want to change is, the audio so it sounds crazy. You can do this that. This is insane. It just keeps going. Yeah. <laughs> we told you. <laughs> you know, this is nuts. Like when I were saying, it's a rabbit hole, and it is. It this really, is why really you is. don't. This is why you don't start. But see, here's the thing. Uh, you don't need to touch any of this. Right? I need like, to figure out how to get files into so, an area for this to read. You have to get the files from your PC to the Steam Deck. That yeah, well, doesn't can... involve... RetroArch won't be able to do that for you. Okay, I understand that. Um, so I think that means we have to turn off the Steam Deck for a minute while okay. I pop the SD card out, get the SD card into the computer, and move my GB uh, files over. Yeah, yeah, probably. I'm just copy the whole folder or something. Yep. That shouldn't take more than a second. So we'll just turn this off for now. 
Because I don't think I should pop the SD card with it. Uh, with it on is probably on. a poor idea. Yeah. Yeah. There's really no eject system with this whole thing. Bye-bye, Steam Deck. Good night. Oh, oh. Are we turning back on? What are we doing? No, I oh, think it's, <laughs> it's just getting sleepy, man. It's just thinking about it, you know? Yep. So we'll pop this micro out. It's just... They don't even have a door or anything for it. It's just one of those spring-loaded mechanisms in the in the like bottom. A switch cart. Yep. Although, like, yep. does the switch? Ha- no, the switch does have a little door on top. It has a door for the micro, uh, and then it has a rubber gasket on top of the switch cart pop-out situation. Okay, I have to stand up. So here comes a bunch of noise. You know. Interestingly, I didn't hear any noise. Oh, you're noise gated because of the Discord. Oh, it's mostly for Discord, the people yeah. listening. Oh, oh, we don't want that screen on there. Move that to the other screen. People can't see all my fancy stuff. Okay, I on this PC am not showing the card as readable because it's Linux formatted. Yeah, probably. So that's an interesting dilemma. Uh, hold on one sec. It uses EXT4 with case folding. Hmm. Hmm. That might not be super easy for you to read from Windows. <laughs> might need some sort of Linux reader. No, I wonder if some... I can plug in a hard drive to the Steam Deck. Um... What do you think? I don't know. I mean, I think there are probably some tools you can download on the PC that will let you just read the... can be used to... Okay, here. Um, I'm just going to send you a link. Mm -hmm. Uh, What's the name of... I texted it to you. Um, Text or or message? Text. Chat message. Sorry, I I texted it because I'm not looking at it on my phone. I'm looking at it on my phone, but my PC is in front of me. Uh, I got this off of uh, the place all programmers go to solve their problems. Um, <laughs> uh, shoot, why did I just totally forget the name? I think, I wonder if a flash drive would get it on there. Uh, is there a USB port on the Steam Deck? There sure is. Uh, then probably, yeah. Yeah, that would probably work. Let me try that. Gotta find my... Converter, though. Man, so much noise now. You may have to enter desktop mode. Oh, is that hard to do on the... I don't... I've never done that. Here's someone's asking a question about using an external hard drive. It makes me so nervous that those things just spring load in there, you know? Um, sometimes it just doesn't feel right when when they're on the... A connection. Okay, I have one of those little converters because it's only a micro situation. And I don't know where I put it. (laughs) Things you wouldn't think you would need, right? Would the deck read a Windows formatted hard drive? Or a FAT formatted hard drive? People are saying you can, yeah. Okay. Two seconds, then. I gotta go get a drive. I mean, it looks like you can... Because it's just... Oh, you left. 
Well, if folks are listening to this, because it is just Linux, if you're a little more uh, uh, comfortable with Linux stuff, you can do stuff like set up a Samba share with a network attached drive, and it can just read it like a folder after that. Um, I'm looking at some tutorials here for like how to mount this stuff. I'm going to guess that's going to be beyond the amount of work Andrew and I want to do here tonight okay. for sure. Okay. okay. <laughs> uh, I was just talking to the folks, Andrew. Um, yeah. You know, if you were a little more comfortable with Linux, um, you certainly you could just like do a bunch of Linux stuff and like mount network drives onto this thing. Oh yeah. Because it's just, it's In, like, just def- a, I have a NAS. You could mount your NAS here, but we would need to figure out all the exact uh, commands to get that to work, right? Oh, in desktop um, mode. In desktop mode, yes. Uh-huh. And you'd be running a bunch of Linux commands to mount it in Linux. And then once it's mounted, Steam just reads it as files and, you know, goes and does it. I think the real thing here is get it on to here. Because once, if you have a library of games, you don't have to be hitting a network service all the time if you could just get, get them on to here. Right. So like, you know, if you got to, um, you know, once you mounted your NAS, for instance, right, you could just browse. It would just be it would just show up as a folder in the. You know, various files there and you just go there and grab whatever you wanted. Right. And just look here. What Download them to the deck somehow. No. When you mount a folder in Linux, it just treats it like you connected the hard drive. And well, I understand. The, the I understand that, whatever, but like, let's say I take my and, deck and, and I'm it. not at home. Well, yeah, the mount wouldn't work, right? Right. Unless so, you're on a network that can get to that network. So the real, the real thing to do is to get the games onto the internal storage of the deck somehow. Yeah, but w- once you are in, you know, once you have the them on a file system that's accessible, you can just copy them, right? You use CP, CP folder or cp-r, right, for recursive, and grab this folder, put it somewhere locally on the DEX hard drive. Right, okay, yes. Linux, or, <laughs> you know, Mac. CP being the copy command, but, you know, you CP could do is, uh, SSH. Is. Like, actually, you know, if okay. we were in desktop, you could do, like, SSH into your other computer, or SSH to your NAS, grab the files, copy them over that I way. Can, I mean, like we that. can do that too if you want to walk me through it. Uh, either way, yeah. I have. Don't know that we're going to have that amount of time. I think the, <laughs> I think the USB drive is is the level where we have a chance at here. Uh, yeah, I'm ready to eject this drive, and do it, and uh, eject Rogstrix Arion. Yes, thank you. Uh, I, I, there are other ones out there that do this that are way cheaper, but I am the most happy I've b- ever been within an external hard drive with this Rogstrix Arion, by the way, if anybody is looking for what to do with smaller M2 SSDs that they don't want to throw away, you just drop it in there and it works great. And it is the fastest drive I own by far. And it's very pretty. Okay. I got this thing here um to plug the drive in and then we go to desktop mode after what do you think yeah let's i mean let's see what it does you know or maybe uh we can just get it to copy through retroarch i don't know okay yeah I in have... fact actually like uh i'm looking at some websites here uh there's in fact a entire app de- called emu deck 
that's built to do all of this for you from desktop mode. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that EMU deck is basically a series of scripts in desktop mode that allows you to do this. Yes, it looks like that's what it does. Uh, uh, and then it, but then it we, reads your SD card and copies stuff in and like configures it all for you. Yep. So maybe we should have done that. I don't know. I hadn't yeah, heard you know. too much about it. So we want to try well, this uh, retroarch first to yeah, see we're, if it we're, can we're, read it. We're already here. we're already here. You know, let's see see what it does. Okay, folks can learn along with us. Yeah, I'm, th- it would be no fun if I looked up exactly how to do all this beforehand. Uh, virtual gamepad configured in port one, <laughs> so that's a good sign. <laughs> I mean, that seems important. You probably want that. Uh, I think port one is the drive, so maybe not. Uh, do we want to see if it's in mount? Nope, it's not there. Thoughts? Uh, um, I'm Googling. Hold on. You're Googling? Oh, we failed if we're Googling. I think we're going to have to end up in desktop mode. I uh, No, there... You you have to go to desktop mode, I think, to get the okay. thing to mount. So I think you're not going to be able to avoid that. Okay, let's get to desktop mode somehow. I've never done that, so this is a new new thing for me as well. I don't know how to get to desktop mode. Thoughts? Let's see. Maybe we hold the power button and see what it does. Switch to desktop. That's cute. The symbol turns all around every which way. Okay. We are in desktop mode, my friend. Okay. So, uh, put the USB stick in. Yep. Uh, there should be a widget that will pop up, and you can click mount and open, and that will allow you to get to files on it. Mm, it looks like this? a USB. Delta flyer, mount and open. Yep. What do we want to do? Mount? Yeah, mount and open. Oh, is that? Well, I can't read this because it's upside down. Yeah, mount and open. Okay, it's on. All right, so here are files. So yes. you should be able to. Uh, you should you should be able to see what directory this is now. Okay. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you and if you go back to Steam, you should be able to get to this directory now. Oh, so I want to uh, go to or, like, click on this, and then go to where to see the directory is the question. Oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, so it's across the top. Um, yeah, it, but it shoot, just starts I'm with so the name of the drive. Yeah. Can we move these files using this system? Yes. So, so uh, you know, if you open another uh, window here, probably click on your file icon or double-click it, right-click it. I don't know how you right-click it. Steam Deck. I, dude, I, I literally have no clue how you right-click a Steam Deck. Nope. It's running Dolphin? That's strange. Hmm? It says it's running Dolphin. Where did it say that? Yeah, it says it at the very top. I know it's gotten a little fuzzy on you, but... Yeah, I I don't see that. That might just be the name of the file manager that Steam is using here. Gotcha. And... Um, whatever distro this is. Dude, I have literally uh, the, no clue. The, how the to hamburger menu. The hamburger menu on the top left of that window. Okay, yeah. 
uh-huh. um, of the file window. Yeah, does it provide you options? New window. No tab. Okay, now I have two tabs open for some reason. I don't so I tabs. think you can probably uh, navigate one of the tabs. All right, I got there one. You go. Navigate one of them to somewhere else. Um, okay. You should be able to just click on Delta Flyer and like keep going back that I'll way. Just go home. Oh, yeah, sure. Okay. So we just have to figure out where Delta Flyer is mounted. It should be in... Oh, this is the home directory. You actually want to go up from home directory to slash. Hmm. Slash. Okay. So now we should be able to go into mount and see something. <laughs> <laughs> all, all of this work. No. Mount is empty. Dang it. Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> New plan. Heck with mount. Let's go to a place where you want to stick these files because you have them open in this other window. Right, exactly. You just copy them across. Uh, so We don't want to copy them to mount. That's a bad place. No. Uh, where did we want to copy them? Uh, did it read downloads? I think it read downloads. I think it was reading downloads, yeah. We could just you drop should just be able to like drag and downloads? drop across, I would think, yeah. Yeah, one would think. Uh, so let's move back into this big screen here. Drag this. Oh, but then drag. Uh, you're gonna see my hand. Sorry. Nothing okay, you can do, man. Uh, copy here. Oh, I don't know what I did. I I touched a button that wasn't the button I meant to press. Oh, I put a link there. Yeah. No, I want to copy. Oh no, no no yeah you want to copy. That's vitally important that we do that. Copy twelve files. Okay, we're copying twelve files. Um. Sweet. So this uh, might take a little overwrite. longer because now, yeah, overwrite everything. Uh, okay, we got to Dolphin, move this thing, please. Oh my god. That's your go. cursor, though. Apply to all. Overwrite. I just said apply to all, overwrite, right? You saw me do that? Okay, I guess we're going to stop this. We're going to... So, no. We're going to delete this. Uh, good lord. Move to trash. There you go. Now we're going to copy it for real. And touch the tiny little copy here button. Could not write. Why? JJ? Um, I don't know. This is driving me nuts, but... Um, this could be a file permissions thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Let me copy a link there, but it won't let me copy the files there. Heck it, move it. Okay, let me move it there. Uh, okay. That's so. That's the thing. Uh, people are talking about a uh, a utility that exists called Sync Thing S Y N C T H I N G, mm -hmm. which basically allows you to use your Wi Fi between two computers to copy okay. from this system to another system. So that's gotcha. another option for folks if they don't want to do this necessarily. Okay. Well, we have something in Home slash Deck slash Downloads. Yeah, so let's try jumping back into uh, Steam and RetroArch and see if we can find it. 
I think we have to hold the power button again. I feel like you should be able to start Steam from in here, but I don't know how. So I think the power button is the safest. Oh, boy. Okay. We'll see uh, if that's even close to where the camera wants it once we try to restart this thing here. Oh, man, JJ. If we figure this out right on time... Oh, that didn't work. It just hit that Steam logo down in the bottom, yeah. Here we go. Okay. So let's see if it lets you read. Uh, you might have to refresh. Boom! This looks like looks like something to me. Those are my games. Oh, let's pick one. See if you. Oh wait, uh, I don't know what menu you're in. Oh, no. Yeah, you should be able to hit OK on one of these and see what happens. Oh, we didn't load a core yet. Ah, uh, but it's going to ask you. Oh, see? Oh, it's asking me to use a core. It knows. Yeah. Okay. JJ. JJ! I can't hear it, but I'm sure it's making some amount I of can't. I have my headphones on. Hold on. Let me... There we go. So I got to say, that looks pretty dang good. Yeah. And so now you can now, you know, it's working. Yes. But what if it was more working? I want it to be more working. <laughs> this was easy. And we did it in 40 minutes, including uh, figuring out how Linux could read a drive. Right. Which, to be clear, uh Folks, there are lots of options for doing this uh, that you don't need to mess with all that Linux stuff and just like can copy files between your PC and this using Wi-Fi and stuff. You Almost all of them talk about using desktop mode, though. So I would imagine to move stuff over, you're just going to have to use desktop mode. There's really yeah, going to be no all way. All of them say like if you plug devices in or out, you always have to switch to desktop mode to mount them. If you want to do like copy things over Wi-Fi or whatever, you kind of all have to do it from desktop mode. It's interesting um, that it's but, using um, it's using a screen around the screen that it's grabbed from somewhere. Yeah, so this is like uh, one of those things that you can configure, right? Um, I don't know what settings the emulator, the core, has for this, uh, but my guess is this is some stuff that. Uh, it, it is treating the game you loaded, which is a, an original Game Boy game, like a Game Boy Color game. The controls this is a Game backwards. Boy Advance emulator, right? And so this is stuff that Game Boy Advance would do when you load a Game Boy Color game. And the controls are weird, is that what you just said? Oh, you're right. So this is what a Game Boy Advance would do? Yes. If, so, you, if you had the like extra little slot to stick your old Game Boy carts in your Game Boy Advance, you know? Uh-huh. Um, well, you just stick them in. They just work the same, same size. No, um, Game Boy Advance carts are big and long, right? And Game Boy carts are taller. They're the same. But there were adapters. They're, they're the same. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. What? They're... 
That's not true, man. Game Boy, Game Boy Advance cards are different. They don't look like Game Boy cards. They're, 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 I, I'm going to count. I have the pins right in front of me. They're the same size. They're exactly the same. They're just tiny because they, uh, the chips got way smaller. I, I, here, oh, I look, I'm looking picture. at pictures. Okay. I'm on the internet. I'm looking at pictures of Game Boy Advance cards. Yeah. They're wide. Yeah, they Game are. Game Boy regular carts are tall. I, oh my God, dude. Your Game Boy Advance thing sticks out the top. That's your regular Game Boy game sticks out the top. But they they fit. They're exactly the same. I gotta. I can't. I have to turn the exposure up on my camera for you to see this. Okay, more. look. I believe you that they could fit. Like they fit straight wise. in. You don't need an adapter. Okay. Okay. Here, I accept here. your. Here. Uh, yes, I see what you were saying. Yes. I'm saying that the carts are different. But they oh, are they're, te- the same they're totally different. They're, yeah, but you don't need an adapter to get them into an advance. Okay. Everyone is right. No, <laughs> no what you said you needed an adapter. I never owned a Game Boy Advance, man. Don't get mad at me. <laughs> uh, it's very interesting. I wonder if I loaded another core, would it do this or make the screen of the game bigger? What do you think? Um, I I don't know because it's going to depend on how the how do we get out of how this? the advanced rendered game rendered Game Boy Color uh things. You probably have to hit one of those like cord buttons or the like start or select or something like that on mm. your Steam Deck to get the menu a menu to pop up again. I'm literally pushing every button on the Steam Deck right now. It won't. It won't. You pressing triggers? Are you pressing the back buttons? I'm pressing every button on the Steam Deck. So this would be a case where, you know, you want to... um, (laughs) uh, It won't won't exit the game. Uh, It won't exit the game, JJ. (laughs) We broke the Steam Deck. (laughs) Um... Is the Steam button, like the the button that takes you to the Steam interface, isn't there one of those? Yep, I'm holding it. I don't think you need to hold it. I think you just got to press it. I, I mean, I pushed it. I held it. It's done nothing. Okay. There's the settings button on the right. Also has done nothing. I literally can do nothing except play this game. Hit, hit both start and select. Oh, start and select. Uh... I, I I'm pushing every button I can think of, but or L two and R two. Oh my god! It's literally like just won't let you out of the game. Well, this is one of those things that you can configure in those menus, but you never configured the controller, right? So oh, you're killing me. <laughs> How do I get out of it, though? Well, I mean, you can power it off. I'm gonna have to is, power it off. I literally kick. Or- there is a button or a button combination that will take you to the menu. Okay, we gotta we gotta power off and fix this because uh, interesting that it didn't ask me if I wanted to go to desktop mode again. Well, you held the power button down. That's the universal symbol for please turn off now. Okay, I think we've turned off all the way. Let's get back into this thing. Let's 
That's very uh, interesting. So, uh, you know, this is one of those things where once you have it uh, open again, you can come and edit in the, uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the settings for the joypad that you have connected and set up keys for like button combinations and stuff. Mm-hmm. One of them settings will be like exit game, exit retro arch, you know, bring up menu. There will be a lot of options like this that you can set up. I wonder if it's booting so into the desktop. Whoa. What? Verifying on, installation. Man. That was weird. Everything's fine. Chill. Yeah. yeah. Strange. Uh, you okay, install so stuff going... and it has to think about it when it turns on. Going back into RetroArch. We're going to try and fix that problem. Where would we find... Why, why do I have a little cursor all over my screen now? There it goes. Uh, settings? Uh, yep. Okay. And you input. want to configure input. Yep. Maximum users. Okay, great. Uh, probably remap controls or input. Um, actually, go back. I think we want to find... No, it's it's probably still in settings. Scroll farther down. We need to find the settings for... Um, not for cores, but for the 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 like joypad or the device that you're using to control the game. That's where it will let you set up um, additional actions. Maybe that's under main menu. No, okay. I didn't see it. Um, we can finish looking through here. should be higher up than this because usually like configuring the buttons on the controller is one of like the first things you have to do menu controls hot keys okay port one yeah, controls see, well hot keys and menu controls seem like things you want so that might be worth setting up you probably want all the same controls in all the places that seems like something you'd want Uh, oh, okay. Hold on. Um, go back. Go to configure core. Mm, no, I was wrong. about hotkeys do we do we check that one no we haven't tried that one quick controller combo hotkey enable menu hold on whoa whoa whoa. menu toggle controller combo that seems like what you want menu toggle controller combo so you can press this combo and it should bring up the menu i think is what this says so you'll want to pick a combo here that won't show up in your game hmm I don't know what start and select are, but is that going to yeah. say it's going to be a different for every game? Well, I think if you turn on unified controls, in theory, it wouldn't be, but. Mm. Uh, 
Well, the back buttons are not going to get used, probably. Are L3 and R3 the back buttons, or are those click in the sticks? Oh, those are click in the sticks, you're right. So L2, R2, maybe? Sure. Uh, and then there's a quit combo, right? Quit controller. So that'll just combo. close the game as opposed to bringing the menu up. Hmm. Okay. Push in both sticks, maybe? Let's try that. So, I, I mean, I, I think as you can see here, you know, there's infinite options. You can turn mm -hmm. on slow-mo, you can turn on save state, load state. You know, those are good ones to have, like, you know. F2, huh? <laughs> Or close content, which will just close the core, right? As opposed to closing all of RetroArch. Um, similarly, if you back out of one of these menus, at some point there should be a way for you to configure what the buttons on the controller mean with regards to the system Game. you're playing. Oh, this is for quitting RetroArch. We don't, we don't want that. We just want to quit the core. Choose, oh, you got to do it on the keyboard. Oh, I wonder how you bring up the keyboard while you're in a game. Don't don't know the answer to that. Hmm. That's very this is so tinkery, dude. Yes. And so uh, somewhere in here and we haven't seen it yet and I know it's there because I fiddled with it a bunch. You eventually can bring up the like, "Hey, uh this game flips at, like, you know, I'm thinking of like it flips the A and B buttons and I wish they were the other way." And you can tinker with that. Or you're like, oh, this uses select to do this. I wish it was on start. You could remap all those sorts of buttons. You know, yeah, like, I would love to know what it was thinking the buttons in Pokemon were right there, right? So if like yes, we went and, back to Pokemon and so, like, Blue. The emulator will now allow, you know, will think that like, oh, this button is A versus this one being right. B. Or... So let's see if our uh, work here has. We now yep. have a menu. Yeah, and so from here you can access a whole bunch of stuff. Save uh, saving, states, loading, setting your save slots, slots, stuff like that. Resume, restart. Yeah. And there are Controls. probably like, oh, this is what you wanted. Yeah. So, so, so it's, it's using port one. port one controls. So I can set virtual controls. Yeah, so if you go in here, now this is what I was talking about, where you can set what is the up arrow, what is the down arrow, what is left, what is right, what is A, B, start, select, you know, all this stuff. And this will like... This affects the game now. What the what it thinks you're pressing on the Game Boy. Interesting, As because the to, Game Boy only had A and B, but it doesn't. It right, has the X button as A. It doesn't. Doesn't have a B I mean, button. Oh, it's over here on the it, far right. I see. Okay, so it thinks yeah, the, the assigned one is there, right? So if B you press is, X or Y, it's using Turbo, right? X or Y is using Turbo A and Turbo B. Oh, okay. I see it now. I see it. It's a little awkward. I'm kind of like sitting to the very far left of my deck to try and do any of this. So, uh, holy cow, man. I think folks have seen how the rabbit hole goes here. I think we'll probably have to yeah. wrap it up a bit. But hey, we successfully booted the game. I think that's... We booted we'll a game victory, and we're able to get in and out of a menu while playing a game. Yeah, take the victory and, and, lap, bro. Yeah, and really, it goes so much farther. You know, Andrew, this doesn't look like how I remember. There were more scan lines. You know, uh -huh, uh -huh. when I played this on my TV, uh -huh. I want to turn that on. There's options for that. 
there's a hair on my screen there it goes uh you know there's also options for like hey i want to make this look better right i want to sharpen i want to do filtering on the image i want to make it like get rid of these jaggy lines you can do that that kind of stuff there is Mm -hmm. truly too much um but that's you know one of the cool things you get with this thing and this is only like i said one of the ways folks out there with decks uh you know, there's a ton of different options. We talked about EMU deck and we talked about a whole bunch of other stuff that you could use to, you know, potentially make this stuff go. Oh, here's a GBA game. Let's see. There you go. Full screen. That looks like poo poo dung. <laughs> yeah. So again, one of those things where like, maybe you want to turn those scan lines on or use them a little more than you think in some instances, you know? <laughs> um, but that kind of stuff is, uh, I think going to be beyond our uh, level here. Yep. Uh, hey, if you have comments on what we should have done instead, apparently Tetris is not going to load. So, yeah, uh, you know, it's one of those cases where, like, uh, because now you're loading a GB a you're loading a GBA emulator with a Game Boy Color game. I don't know how all that worked necessarily. Well, it every froze time, the whole maybe thing. It doesn't. It's uh, locked up. Can't even get to the Work menu. at your own risk. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's not too hot. I'm not worried about it, but whoops. <laughs> okay. Good to know. Yeah, so folks, uh, you want to talk to us about emulators and how you, uh, what cool things Andrew can install on his deck next. Uh, you send those to podcast at wewergamers.com. We'll happily be interested in that stuff. And uh, let us know about what... Uh, cool settings you have so andrew can apply them and make his games look sweet yeah or you know um oh i can just quit retroarch it's only frozen retroarch that's good yeah i was gonna say retroarch is probably locked up there yep that's cool uh, um, i can just quit retroarch that's good yeah see so it's we're okay yeah um that was fun uh we're also we're also out there on the internet follow us on all the social media that we're on and uh we're on youtube as well where hopefully you're watching this video it's it's been a pretty good one it's been fun. Yeah. YouTube. That's why we decided to try it. And if you're listening on the podcast feed, sorry. <laughs> Check out the YouTube video. Yep. Thanks, JJ. And thank you, Andrew.